There is no man that has any power to bring you benefit or to harm you. You have to remember this thing. So in case somebody tells you that he saw in some safer or he heard in some safer that it says a human being can harm another human being. You tell them that the Chayvah Salvava says, altai, a person's benefit and a person's harm are not in them any person's power. Here, today a fellow was in front of a judge and he was sure that he was going to get off. problem is you get caught in the system you begin to believe that the system is made up of corrupt cruel anti-Semitic people and they're out to get you and you have to remind yourself and, and convince yourself that there's no human being that's going to have any impact on you whatsoever. A person is in the hands of Hashem alone. And that's why if a person goes to prison, so he's going to hear from all the what she should expect and what he shouldn't expect. Know of a young man who was driving North Carolina somewhere, and he was pulled over by the cops. And in his car, he found a prescription of some medication. He had a prescription, but he had like a three month prescription. 90 days. So the cops decided that he was a drug dealer. And the guy got stuck. So I had a Talmud who came from there, who happened to be a lawyer. And I said, do me a favor. Look into this case. He said, my best friend, the guy, he's a big prosecutor, I'll look into it. He gets back to me and he says, this guy's very bad luck. Because he got into one of the three worst, he was stopped by one of the worst, three worst places in the whole country. And they're going to put him away for 20 years. They pushed and got him for, they made a bill they said he was a drug dealer. He went over state lines. He did, they, they got him on so many different Made up baloney. Guy was a yid stuck in this redneck country, hillbillies. Mamish people from prehistoric times come out. And it was like, they didn't even know what a yid was. And his wife called me up, told me the story. I said, wow. And they went to big lawyers in New York to... For this, don't worry about it. 
they're going to give him a little patch in the hand, they'll give him a $100 fine, $200 fine, he'll be out. There's nothing. But then this, my guy told me, in every other state, yeah, but this is one of the worst places to get caught. It's like Singapore. Singapore, if you're chewing gum on the floor, they cane you with 60 wax across your bare back. But I told him it's the worst thing. I told the guy, you're going to have to start having bitachin Hashem. So first I told his wife to make some drastic changes in her life. Take it up a couple of notches in Yiddishkeit so she could be convinced that she's going to align herself with Hashem. And she did, very seriously. And then the husband, she told me, they didn't, she didn't tell the kids even. The kids thought, you know, daddy's out on a business trip. And he really was. He, he went, he was traveling around doing business. But the guy's night, in the nightmare, they thought the guy's going to be put away forever. It's a very long story, I don't tell you, but I just told you, you have to have to be talking. There's no such a thing that these people have any power on you. They're rules, but maybe Hashem put me in this place because Hashem wants to zap me. Hashem wants to zap you, can zap you wherever you are. Anyway, from 20 years, the prosecutor says you only ask for 10. And from 10 years, they only ask for 9. And then they put him in prison. He went over to a tefillin, and they put a tefillin over there. They didn't know what kosher food was. We arranged kosher food, some chabad out. It's such a de- state it's such a midbar over there. There's no chabad there even. It's 80 miles away, 100 miles away to find the chabad. And they sent him food. It was a, don't ask. And then he asked if he can go into solitary confinement. If he goes into solitary confinement, he'll have privacy. So he put on tefillin. He could learn. And there was nobody else in solitary confinement. And the warden was watching him. A guy, Emerson, a redneck guy. So he's not a bad guy. So his guard, they used to come and check on him. In the window, one day saw him wearing the tefillin. Next day saw him wearing the tefillin. He says, you know, my cousin wears those. <laughs> he says, what? He says, my cousin got those. He says, you Jewish? Says, no, I'm not Jewish. He's Jewish. Women, you're not Jewish. He said, no, no, I don't practice. But anyway, so he really had a good egg on him. Finally, the warden said to the guy, hey, you know what? I'm going to keep your door open in your cell. So you can come and go as you want. Why should you like up this dank little cell? You're not dangerous, so you can walk in and out. So the guy had a private jail for him. Then he had to make phone calls. Part of the big problem with phone calls, you only get 10 minutes to phone. The rednecks, you go 11, they put a, sh- a shiv in your side, your kidneys. That's a homemade knife. But you need more time. So the warden said, you know, my office is right connected to the South Indian You could use my office phone. Come into my office, make the phone call. It was not normal. The guy started to learn in prison like he hadn't learned in years. Mamish became a master. Don't finish my sentence. And the guy was... He turned his life around. And over a short time, he was in the prison, and he came out. After 20 years, 20 years became 60 days. 60 days. 
His wife was complaining even after six days. I don't want to do 60 days. I said, that's, that's amazing. So I said, we'll get him a couple days less. Because 60 days came out, like the third day of Pesach. So he called up the prosecutor and said that it be a very major holiday is Passover. And if you can let him out, the third day is Pesach, the second day of Pesach, he can't get out, he can't get home. So what, what do you have to do? So we have to get him home before Passover. Okay, we'll let him out every Pesach, but every Pesach he has to get back to New York, from North Carolina. He has to find it. So, okay, we'll let him leave you for it. was like, Mamish, unbelievable. The guy, Pashat, saw this, it's a Maisa, Mamish, a Rabashka Maisa. Mamish. He was, nobody was helping, I told him, nobody's going to help, just Hashem. He's, no one has any rules, no one's kaveh anything, no one can hurt you, and no one can benefit you. But if you believe they could, then they have power. You grant them the power. And it's such an important thing to know that you're completely in the control of Hashem and nobody else. You have to know, if you have one nice day, did you live nice today? I live very nice today. I am so happy. And you know why I'm happy? Because I know it's Hashem exclusively made me happy. That's all. If you have an accident, you get pulled over and you get arrested, that's also Hashem. Now, you still have to understand, it's very important. And that's why wherever you are, you're in the hands of Hashem, and Hashem could change things for you on the spot. Like it says, Mi Omar Vatehi. Vatehi. Who decreed anything that came into being? Hashem Loitziva, which Hashem did not command. Is there such a thing? There's another passage that says, Be Pelyoin Loisaitse Does not all harm and all benefit.